Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Reverend Dewana, and I'm here to give you greetings from God's house of salvation, where Reverend, T, Reverend David T. Gatlin is um, my headship of this branch of Zion, and I'm here to give you the word for today. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to um, Philippians, the book of Philippians. It is chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. For this uh, message, I will be reading out of the King James Version, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I, again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And the focus scripture came out of this passage, and it is verse number 5, which reads, Let your moderation, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. If I have to give this a title, this is what the Lord told me. I am not that person from before. I am not that person from before. In life, there are many experiences, good, bad, ugly, and downright emotionally baffling. But in all seasons of life, we who profess a Christian stance must not only wear the jury which says what would Jesus do but it must dwell in our total being in all seasons of life people will try every single thing to try to block us to knock us down to harass us and go beyond to take us out of the Christian banner Yes, people hurt people. They hurt other people because they themselves are hurt. Yes, others will not like you if you are happy. They will not like you if you are content. And your life is what they see as striving. At least that is what they see. What is not seen is one's cry to the Lord. One's prayers to the Lord. What is not seen is one's private Bible study, or shall I say, one's diving into their own spiritual mindfulness to gain a better understanding of what is going on in their life and to be able to rehabilitate, to build up, and to seek the triune God's way and not the world's way. They don't see any of that. People don't like Jesus. 
And I'm going to say it again. People really don't like Jesus. And they don't like his followers. I always say from before I became into Jesus that the spirit meets before the flesh. Just like one's perfume or cologne arrives and leaves before the actual person. It's a clash of personal environment. Hot and cold cannot be in the same glass. Night and day can share the same. Upset people can't share the same dwelling. In it all, something has to give. As Christians, Scripture says off the back, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice. The next verse brings us encouragement, which says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That is so powerful and so encouraging. What this means is that we ought to try to sit down together in times of differences and hear each other and use active listening skills for each other, for the betterment of each other, and not bulldoze each other and not dictate what is telling the other what we want. Everyone doesn't know how to do this. And the reasons why psychologists delve into one's childhood is because early childhood behaviors often dictate adult behaviors. Often, it is the insecure attachments from early childhood traumas that tend to linger on into adulthood. And until this is dealt with, we will continue to have relationships unraveling whether they are romantic or platonic. As we go back and let the focus scripture, it is a survival of the fittest. Because rejoicing in the Lord is so much more than just being happy. It is the ability to be happy for the right reasons and with the right mind frame. It's about being happy in the midst of trials. It is about being happy in the midst of hardship. In Psalms 126, verse 2 through 3, it says, Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. You just have to understand, unhappy, discontented people are not happy for people that are happy and content. In sports, whether a team is losing or winning, the team sticks together. No one publicly puts down a teammate. On a much deeper note, we can't be at the mountaintop and at the bottom of the mountain at the same time. Either we're at the top or at the mountain or at the bottom, but never at the same time, the same places. Remember the scripture, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot or cold. I wish you were either one or the other. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So we, as Christians, have to learn how to maintain control in our total being, including in times of difficulty, 
we're in a society of today with generations of people that want to say and do whatever satisfies the flesh. Medea does it all the time in all her movies. And that's what makes her so significant. Because she does what our flesh wants us to do. Yet we know that that is not how we're supposed to act. We don't get what I must say. I must say, we don't get to pick our parents and we don't get to pick our upbringing, environment, and families. But we do get to pick our adulthood and what we want to do with it. Life in itself is a journey and we give ourselves to Christ. We're accepting change and in our total being and leaving behind the before and moving forward with Christ taking the will. We have to let Jesus take the will. Now in the scripture, Paul encourages his readers to be known for gentleness, to be known for patience and moderation. This is the meaning of the Greek word which is translated into reasonableness in the English Standard Version. Christians are not to be seen as easily angered or foolish. And that's what the enemy tries to do. He'll throw dots to make you seem, so they'll trip you up to make you flip. But rather, we're supposed to be reasonable, wise people who can handle difficulties and disagreements with maturity. This is so important in the context of Paul's request to two women to put aside their very public argument. Let me get a sip of water here before I continue on. Praise the Lord. This understanding of Christ's return has many direct applications for the life of the believer. Paul explains some of these applications as we look at verses 6 through 9. And all of these responses are positive. They're not negative for the believer. And understanding that Christ can come at any moment is a source of encouragement for those who are saved. And we can reference 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through 18 on that. And it's not as a discouragement or a source of fear. We were not raised and put into the fold of God. Um, he did not raise us to be discouraged. He did not raise us to have a spirit of fear. The focus scripture that I gave earlier today is all about two women having an argument, like I said before. Um, it is Paul's appeal to the Philippian Christians regarding how they handle disagreements within the church. Paul is particularly concerned with the argument of these two women. Paul's advice is to focus on our ability to rejoice in our fellowship with Christ. And the result of that emphasis ought to be an attitude of reasonableness seen by all people. With a proper focus on positive things, we can experience peace through the power of God. So think about good things for personal victory in any situation. 
Like I said, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, it's easy to dwell on negative when life is hard, when life is disappointing, and when life is painful. It's easy to do that. That's why it is so important to follow this verse of instruction. It's here to help us through the tough times and to appreciate the great moments. Now, we have to realize that when Satan wants to get to us, he'll often start with lies and condemnation whispered into our mind until any of us, maybe not even realizing Satan was doing so, will start to believe, and we start to believe the lies and, and the malice and all the crazy, and then react with despair, sadness, anger. See, it's trying to keep you from getting to the fruits of the Spirit and to have you to go down this road instead. Or anything that's, that seeks to separate you from the love of God. So if you stay with the Lord, I always say stay with the Lord. Go to your fruits of the Spirit. Always go to your fruits of the Spirit. And always praise your way out. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Or whatever song you want to sing, you've got to turn it around. You've got to learn how to turn that boat around in hard times. But with this verse, we have to also mention that Paul gave a way to combat Satan's efforts. And we are to feed our minds with blessings from God and the good things we can find in our lives or situations. We have to ask God to bless the, our enemies. We have to ask God to thank you for, for being with us, to cover us. We have to ask God to bring blessings into this, this particular area. We have to ask God for compassion and joy and peace and all, all those things. And we have to do that. And, we don't, and, and regardless of what's going on with other people, when we ought to think about what is true rather than what the lies are that Satan is trying to get us to believe. We are to dwell on what is noble and right, so our ashes will follow our thoughts. We are to feed our minds with whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. All the things that help us to stay focused on God's love for us and Christ's sacrifice for us. This radical way of filling our mind with truth and all good things is a challenge. It is absolutely a challenge, and I'm not going to say that it's not, especially during the most trying of times. But you have to do it. If you want to get yourself away, you want to remove Satan from your life, You want, and for the particular area that you're trying to deal with, you better jump to praise. You better jump to prayer. You, you don't have to lay down or anything like that. Just go straight to the throne. You have to go to that throne. But as we actively practice this, even in the most difficult moments, we can fight painful situations, trials, and all the difficult things we face. It's a way to proclaim 
and live out our lives with hope, love, faith, and gratefulness in the full blessings and love of God. And as I said before, this stuff that we're struggling with is much deeper than what we think. Yes, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our heart and minds through Christ Jesus. And like I said, whatever is things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of a good report, if any of these have virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Like the title, we are not the person we are were before. Keep this is to keep us in the fruits of the spirit, and you remember, so we don't dwell in our in our human side, but dwell in our spirit. I will say it again: spiritual mindfulness. This is to teach us all to pay attention to our thoughts. Pay attention to our feelings without placing any judgment on anyone or anything. Just understand what's going on with ourselves. We are not the person we used to be. And as we yield to this scripture in all situations, our thoughts and actions will be in the control of our Heavenly Father. Yes, spiritual mindfulness, as I call it, though, has many, has us thinking, that psychologists created this method out of, out of recent cognitive behavior therapy. But this passage of scripture entails that the theory was there long before. And so we must know that the Lord is in all of our stuff, in all of our be- because he made us mind, body, and spirit. It is all about what John ascribes in Revelations 21 when he said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. A new Jerusalem, heaven is represented as both a city and a bride coming down out of God's heavenly domain and landing on earth much like the the uh, staircase Jacob saw in his dream John called the city bride a new Jerusalem it was so marvelous that he could only describe it regarding brilliant regarding brilliant stones so this tick for tack that we go through is just to bring us down all of God's people bring us down we all fall down. We all fall down. and But we all can get back up and get in line moving forward onward in our Christian journey. So let's all take off the old stuff and get on up. Rise today. We are not the old person from before. People, we have to know, people are not going to like your new self. People not always... People will always attempt to pull you down, plotting to take you out. That's the master plan, which is to kill, steal, and destroy, as Scripture tells us. And as I close, you, me, and all of us, our total being in mind, body, spirit, is our story. That is our story. God's Word says in Isaiah 
55, verse 11 through 13. So it is when I declare something, my word will go out and not return to me empty, but it will do what I wanted. It will accomplish what I determined, for you will go out in joy, be led home in peace. And as you go, the land itself will break out in cheers. The mountains and the hills will erupt in song, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Pricky thorns and nasty briars will give way to luscious shade trees, sweet and good, and they'll remind you of the Eternal One and how God can be trusted absolutely and forever. Keep on praising God in all of your seasons of life. And may God continue to provide you healing. May God continue to provide you rehabilitation. May God provide you protection. And most of all, may God continue to provide salvation to you. Have a blessed and beautiful day in the Lord. And, and continue forward in the journey. So one day.